Hey everyone, it's me, and welcome back to this week's episode of my Best Vintage Life podcast. Oh, you wound up the double-headed penis? Yes. Thank you for stopping it. I'm sorry. This is my co-host, Art Bazarkanian. Hi, everybody. He is president and CEO of Baz Brothers Unlimited, a vintage wholesaler based in Fresno in Los Angeles, California. And my name is Bridget Murawski. I'm the creative director. And welcome, if you, Bridget. If you are new to our podcast, welcome. We're so happy to have you here. I typed up my show notes since I was out of the office yesterday, and I actually kind of like this better. So I'm going to go right into our deets. That's why yesterday was so productive. I got like 3,000 things done. Yeah, because I wasn't here. Yeah. Same for me. Mm. Okay, email us if you have any questions, comments, concerns. We try to do business strictly through email. I'm really trying to stay off the social. So if you have an order, you want to place an order, try and email it to me, please. It's admin. Don't lose your headphones. Taking a sip of that mimosa. Admin, A-D-M-I-N, at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. That's admin at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. Social, you can find us on TikTok, Tickety Talk, and Instagram. Having fun on both platforms. Doing good there. And uh, you can find us on our website, mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. You can sign up for our vintage reseller newsletter there, strictly for vintage resellers. You can purchase mentor sessions to uh, have a mentor session with me that's now being carried out through our website. You can do some shopping or you can um, find our wholesale FAQs there. So if you want to place a wholesale order, you definitely want to check out those FAQs first. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast. You can do so on Apple Podcasts or on the Podchaser website. Whew. That was a lot. That was a mouthful. <sighs> okay. My obsession at the moment. So I, I bought myself an acupressure mat. It's really great. It has all these little little lo- it's little lo- plastic lotus flowers with spikes, and you lay on it. Ooh, like a bed of nails or needles. Basically, yeah, it's intense. Can you deal? Can you handle it? Skin skin contact. I've started skin contact. Started off with like a well worn t shirt, which is just an it's a perfect buffer. Um, skin to- skin contact. I have a high pain tolerance. It's rough. Really? I'm like, ooh. <laughs> so. It's good. You feel a difference? Do you feel um, it helping? Yeah, it's great. Really? It's great. Yeah, because I usually do a heating pad at night. You know, somebody on TikTok was commenting about how much fun our job looks. I'm like, it's fun, but I have to use a heating pad on my back every single night because our job is so physical. Even though things you don't think are physical add up, you know, carrying things on hangers, sorting, you name it. No, grading. you know, the, I but, just realized it because I've, you know feel achy sometimes after a long day, but now I have, you know, my phone broke last week. So I have this new phone and without me knowing it, it has this app that counts your steps it's called right. Samsung health. And so I went in seeing what the heck this was and it had to, the, what the past week is mm-hmm. and it's insane. Yeah. There wasn't a single day under 17,000 steps. Yeah. When I used to do my, I had like a Fitbit-esque bracelet. It was usually around 20,000 a day when I first started here, when I was up on the floor a lot more. Um, But I didn't want to have to do heat in the summer as much because it gets hot. And now I have the cat and the cat's all over me. And I'm like, what can I do to help my back that isn't heat related? So I got the acupressure mat and I'm very excited about it. So if that sounds cool to you, reach out to me and I'll uh, give you the link for it. I did not buy the Prana or Prada or whatever it is, expensive one. I was like, no, I'm not spending that much money on something up front. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What's your obsession? Do you have one? No. 
No? No. Oh, what a bummer. I know. I'm that way. I'm very transient. I'm in and out of things. Okay. Well, yeah. that's fine. We have three topics today for you. We have um, a new ad patron, so I'm going to read uh, their ad, and then we have another patron. Um, so I'll come back to those two. We'll, t- we'll do our first topic, first thing. And our first topic today is gathering inspiration from non-tech sources. <coughs> so this was my idea, and I think it uh, definitely would appeal to both vintage enthusiasts and vintage resellers. And it kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of other things in life. But how about just people in general who just like to dress fashionable? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I just, lately the weather here has been so nice. And if you've been following along for a long time, you know that our spring and fall in Fresno are very fleeting. We don't really have seasons here. We have like two. And um, spring is just makes me happy. And I don't like to sit myself. <laughs> I can get outside. Um, do some walking, do some gardening. It just, I don't know. It's very, makes me feel very light and happy. So I've been more inspired to kind of go back to the, the core of who I used to be before smartphones. So you have to realize when I started doing stuff in terms of my fashion career, um, smartphones weren't even out yet. And I used to do so much cool stuff There was one summer um, where I lived in a very remote part of Pennsylvania and was bored out of my mind. And I did so much reading books and magazines and collages and, you know. I even did collages in fifth and sixth grade. Most of them were like Charlie's Angels. But I just think like how I funneled my creativity was so much cooler than what I do right now. You know, I really... Um, as boring and as painfully boring as that summer seemed, I would give anything for one like that now. Isn't yeah. that funny? I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't want to be with the people I was with, but uh, the creative outlets I had. So I was just thinking about that. You so know? when you're talking about non-tech, you're talking about subscription magazines, books, library? Old magazines, new magazines. Go to the library, get a book out, buy a fashion book. Think about something stupid you've spent money on, 30, 40 bucks. Say, okay, um, I won't have this done this month or I won't spend money on this that month and invest that into a book that will educate you. Would you uh, go get out. an old book or would you get a modern book? Like, I you know, like it's magazines. cool to get the vintage books and vintage magazines. Yeah, but a lot of thrift stores have like old Cosmo and different mm, fashion not magazines. Not so much, no. No, I've seen them. Well, I haven't. I mean, I see old books, but I don't see old Cosmos and stuff like that. But you can get them on eBay pretty cheap. I doesn't. It doesn't have to be like I don't. I hate putting like uh, specifications on things because then it makes people less likely to do it. Just try to stay off your phone. Get off your phone and get inspired in other ways. People watch. People watch absolutely. Where would you recommend? I mean, if you're in a city, pretty much anywhere. Right. Um, if you're traveling, I know a lot of people are traveling now. Like that post-pandemic, get out there, people watch, travel. I see still love watching people during my connections when I used to fly back and forth a lot. Oh yeah, airports are great. Oh man, you know, and you, I really, I've never really been a phone person, like unless I'm doing emails or trying to communicate or. You are more than you think. Uh, I don't think so because I never. Well, it's pretty hard to have any downtime because, you know, half my customers are... You're on your phone a lot for someone that doesn't have any social media. 
Yeah. Well, because it's all work related. Right. You yeah. Know? And then with the with my boys' soccer. Oh yeah, that like, should have annoying. Yeah. Non-stop people need messaging. a life. I tell Art, I'm like, these people need to get laid or something. Just, he's getting these messages all day, every day. Yeah. Well, about it's soccer. It's competitive. It's good. Yeah. I mean, you know, you Go know fight, what else win. is fun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sex. <laughs> You're killing me. Anyway. It's a family show, man. Oh no, it's not. Mimosa Friday. Mimosa Friday. Um So I get it. So just be when you're out, be observant. Look at look at people. Look at look at them in a way that inspires you. Go shopping. Po- don't judge. Go shopping. Go to your shopping. local vintage store. Yeah, Go to your yeah. local thrift store. That's a great place that people watch. Yeah, and you know, some of these vintage shop owners do such an amazing job of curating that they're doing all the work for you. You know, yeah, and you know, and you can always support them by either buying something that really gets I mean, you or something small. The ultimate, like, big kahuna in my mind would be like planning a thrift trip or planning a vintage trip going somewhere like Palm Springs, you know, where you're surrounded by beautiful architecture, you're you scenery. have cool things to do, restaurants, shops, scenery, um, some somewhere like that that you get like a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah, and you could see that Megasaurus out there, too. <laughs> I have a funny story about Megan. Megan's one of our clients, uh, Melody Note Vintage in Palm Springs. So she posted uh, a video on TikTok of her concert tickets. And, like, you know, she's a, she worked in the music industry, so she's a lot of cool stuff. And somebody commented, like, whoa, those are from the 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> And she did a whole video on that, and I said, Megasaurus. Yeah. We tease Megan. We love her. Absolutely. <laughs> but going... Don't, don't try to hug her. You know, I'm not saying... Like, I'm just saying that if you go somewhere where you know you're going to get a lot of bang for your culture buck, it's it's probably better in terms of getting some non-technologically um, sourced inspiration. Yeah, I mean... By all means, use your technology to get to the places. Oh, of course. And yeah, I'm then, not saying don't use your GPS yeah. or something. but yeah. Or, you it's know what, if like it's a, not in your budget, then make it a staycation. Take a day off. If you have a pool or a kiddie pool or a slip and slide or a beach towel, somewhere pretty you can go, get some books and magazines, leave your phone in the house or your apartment and go outside and just get inspired. Go to a museum. Museums are great. Lots of good people watching there, too. Do you remember those magazines that came in that big Kansas City buy? Yeah, I have a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> I hoarded them. It, it wasn't, you were flipping through them the other day at, on the pool table, and I was just like, how much of that stuff from the 90s is so relevant? Well, Even yeah, and I'm kind stories. of bummed because I did two videos that day on TikTok. They bombed, and then the next day I did two, and they did really well. But I did a video. I mean, honestly, I opened up one magazine, and there was fucking Jada Pinkett Smith. I'm like, what the fuck? And, like, Bill Clinton. It was, like, women in the White House, and I was like, awkward. And just, like, um. Yeah, 20 years later. And it's One magazine, relevant. it was they were saying goodbye to Seinfeld, and a few pages later, it was like Sex in the City, the new comedy on HBO. I was just like, and the clothing. Like, we're so, we live in the 90s and Y2K so much now that I literally, the magazines, like the home inspiration and the outfit inspiration, it, I just felt like I was like, no time had elapsed. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, especially because, and I said this on the TikTok video, I 
growing up did not give one iota of a care about home inspiration because like when you're a poor kid you know i think fashion's more alluring to you because it's like more attainable it's a well it's more of a fantasy like the house thing you're like i don't have a house like that who cares um but i'm looking at the the home stuff and i'm like holy shit that looks like stuff i see on pinterest right now probably is i mean some of the old terence conran books um home inspiration books you know they're still extremely relevant so and that's another great guy to check out if you don't want to do some fashion digging do some home digging terence conran yeah so cool that, that's my two cents i just you know it's a simple i think sp- that was close to a nickel it's a s- <laughs> simple just suggestion saying. but i think we forget and if we don't hold ourselves accountable or if you can do it with a buddy, do it with a significant other, have someone hold you accountable, set a timer. I don't know what it'll take, but, but you I know. think, you know, it's so healthy for the mind to do that. Yeah, Even for I mean, five, 10 minutes, just break away. And it's like, you know, like when sometimes when you're a little stressed out, I tell you, close your eyes and just listen. Yeah. And you close and you start hearing all the birds chirping outside and, and it just kind of grounds you. And yeah. Every now and then we need that. 100%. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read our ad. Our first ad patron. Can I do like Tim Dillon? <laughs> no. Are you interested in a galactic prophylactic? <laughs> no. Okay. So we have um, a new ad patron and the business name is Three Marguerites. And if you're interested in this business, you can find them at ebay.com slash str slash three marguerites. That's M-A-R-G-U-E-R-I-T-E-S. And I'm sure if you Googled that, it what would city correct are they? it. What state? Do you know? Well, let me just read this for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Three Marguerites, resellers of curated finds on eBay. Antique, vintage, contemporary, hand-smocked dresses on Sunday mornings, pearl snap shirts in the same dance hall where Grandpa waltzed Granny, a Shetland wool sweater keeps you cozy around the campfire, chicken soup and the price is right under an heirloom afghan. We hope you'll find these memories and more in our eBay store. Three Marguerites gladly ships overseas purchases through the eBay Global Shipping Program. So check out Three Marguerites. That was cool. Yeah. No, they did a very good job. They said it was the most stressful thing they've done in a long time because I want people to write their own copy because they know their business better than I do. Oh, that was so Um, well done. And they basically said they sell their childhood. They, They knew it was cheesy, but they sell their childhood. And I mean, Price is Right got me because I always say, say to oh. Art, that was like oh, summer oh, vacation, man. bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. I'd wake up at 10, have my cinnamon toast crunch and Bob Barker oh, with gotta, that little microphone. I got to tell you a funny story. It well, was, let's let's finish the ad first. Oh, my bad, three margaritas. <laughs> but like, that fucker is talking <laughs> over our ad. So oh, like my. I said, check out three margaritas on eBay, ebay.com slash str slash three margaritas. Thank you for your patronage. Yeah, I'm going to check them out. Yeah. You know, I'm always buying. Um, no, <laughs> this is hilarious. I was in college. It was my either my senior year in college or junior year because I know I remember the apartment I had right there in downtown L.A. And I woke up because USC had the night to party was Thursday nights. So Yeah, Thursday, uh, and Thursday. I, and I worked. I was a... Like the security guy at a bar, I was a bouncer at a bar, and sometimes if it was quiet, then I get to participate, you know, be a customer in a sense. Yeah. And I remember waking up on a Friday morning and not really, didn't have hangovers in college, and watching Price is Right, I'm like, oh, shit. So good. No, no, no. 
I'm like, how long did I sleep? The guy had freaking white hair. Oh. Right? Bob Barker? Yeah. He had, it went from one day oh, he like had overnight. Black, overnight. Overnight. Oh, I don't know if I've ever I seen really, him with dark hair. I really thought I slept like a year or two. The whole Riv Van Winkle thing. Oh, I, my God. Oh, it fucked with okay. me like for a good Let me tell hour. you a funny story about prices, right? Obviously, I told you I loved it in the summer, like sixth through eighth grade, but... When I was even younger, we were at the beach in Ocean City, Maryland, walking the boardwalk, and they'd have all these inappropriate T-shirts, and one of them was him with the freaking little microphone, and it said, Bob Barker is a pimp. (laughs) (laughs) Not that being a pimp is funny, or, you know, human trafficking is fun, but I remember little innocent me, I was like, Mom, what's a pimp? (laughs) Oh, I can see that. And my mom just had this like dumbfounded look on her face, like, oh, thanks, boardwalk store. She didn't say, your Uncle Ronnie. No, I don't have an Uncle Ronnie. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, that's just my memory. Uh, So, thank you, Three Marguerites, for your patronage. Moving on to our next topic. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check out their eBay store. Of course. Oh, all right. Uh, The pokey's almost here, by the way. So, one of us will have to go outside and grab it, put it in the fridge. By one of us, you you mean me. No, I don't mean you. It says it'll be here between 11.48 and 11.58. We have 10 minutes. This woman is driven by food so much. It's I'm unreal. so hungry. Okay. Constantly. Disrupting shopping pattern. Um, I typed this wrong. Disrupting shopping patterns of your customers. So I know once before, and by the way, this would be more of a vintage reseller topic, um, but something to look out for if you're an enthusiast no. and shopping. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a good way to and, and I think reflect. Pattern disruption isn't so much for what you're buying it's from what you're seeing so as a consumer you know if you're hitting uh, the thrift stores and certain shops sometimes you have amazing ability for pattern recognition you know we're ingrained with it for survival so then we utilize it for buying shopping whatever so if you walk into a store and, and you start seeing the same things in the same order your brain automatically 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 yeah kind of goes in a mode where it doesn't really care and then you're kind of calm as opposed to seeing new things you'll see you'll feel an endorphin release and you kind of get excited and you want to like go through stuff it that's you know it's 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 neurological as well as visual. Oh, it's so to- it's, it totally it, is. And I, I know I've mentioned this multiple so. times. I'm sorry. I'm going to repeat it again because we always have new listeners. But that one time I pulled the, it was the first time it was like proof for me when I pulled a rack of uh, puffer jackets. Yeah. I washed them, put them on new wooden hangers, put them in a new section, and within a week, half of them were gone. Yeah. And, 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 and I it's said, like something our, you can I, can't, I said, I can't believe it. And it was most specifically shocking to me with the Japanese clients because our Japanese clients, they get like in this weird kind of mindset of, well, I've seen it already. And it's like, you know, you've seen those jackets, right? Well, no, it's just, you, you change the pattern of how they were, you know, you know, made them rainbowy, made them like more eye appealing. And you also took the dust off of them, which helps. And so even just like moving stuff around in your store, to create a Different new visual. Vignettes, new vignettes, new stories. Tell a new story. It doesn't have to be rearranging like on one rack. Take some stuff off that rack and make a new story in another area. Kind of get people to, like, yeah, like you said, it's like an endorphin rush. It's a change that, you know, like. Excited. Your brain lights up. Yeah, your brain lights up because it's like new and, and there's a chance that chance that you're going to find something 
cool and special and it's, it's and a I good know, way. Yeah. We have clients that do this and we, and we do it here. I've been doing it here a lot and uh, it's just amazing lately stuff. People have been buying stuff. I'm like, holy crap, that's been here since I started here. Yeah. But just being presented properly, you know, right. and you, when you, you know, if, if you have limited space, I get it. And if you have too much space, I get it too, because you yeah. can't show everything. It's the same thing when you do a pop-up or a show, you know, you're limited on what you can take. So you have to be very strategic and you have to play the guessing game. Uh, I can't tell you, ugh, you know, luckily I'm, I'm a very decisive person, but when you have to decide what to fit in a truck to go to Rose Bowl or two full trucks, which is basically what, 14 by 12. <clears throat> so you got 168 square feet times two, it's like 350, 350 square feet. And you're pulling from 40 to hundred thousand square feet to go out there. Yeah, better, that would have that would have given me severe anxiety. Oh, you you couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, no. Mm -hmm. no. Um, I, I mean, I, I just know from what I used to yeah, do, exactly. I, I would be like, I would it would be like midnight, and I'd have to be up at like six a.m. to go somewhere and do a pop up, and I'd be like, ooh. Oh, and I can't tell how many times I brought the wrong stuff, but I didn't care. It is you, you just. Just move on. You do your best. That's it. You don't yeah. beat yourself up. You no, learn from it. I tell people it. all the time, this is data. You get data. Exactly. The response you get from people when you disrupt their shopping pattern, that's data. And you know what? You might do something and you might fuck up and it might not work. And that's okay. That's data. You yeah. learn from it. You oh, might yeah. make a story that maybe isn't <coughs> a popular trend at the time or it's not something that people don't want. Okay. Then you know, well, I'm not going to do that again for a long time. Um, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be like things that are hung up. It could be maybe something on a table, maybe something that you want to push that isn't selling as well in another section of your store, swap it out with something else. I'm telling you, it works yeah. it, it, more often than not. It works. And one thing I learned all those years of Rose Bowl and the different shows we've done is, you know, in the beginning there was a lot more bulk buying, like people would come and wholesale buy they buy 50 60 70 of something and as the business went further along and times changed you'd get to the 10 to the 15 range so i would always take too much of a certain item so my lesson would be like you're yeah. better off taking like maybe 50 t-shirts make sure you give that person an opportunity to reach out to you in the future absolutely i just said that I mean, to someone that i'm mentoring i'm yeah. like you can't expect people to commit who you are in that moment or take a snapshot with their brain and remember to come back to you. You physically have to give them yeah. something to return back to you. Yeah, what I would do you. is I would see how they're buying, see their pickiness, and see if this was somebody I would want to come back to my warehouse and say, hey, are you buying for yourself? Do you have a shop? Like engage in a conversation. You know, I, just, I had a really good idea. You know, maybe you have some like repeat clients, customers that you have developed a relationship with, people that you trust. Why not incentivize it for them? Maybe have a VIP night where you invite five to 10 people, depending on the size of your store and what you're comfortable with, offer That's them a brilliant. discount and say, okay, tell me what you would like to see where, what excites you, what should I change? Where do you go to in my store? Maybe it's not being highlighted well enough and incentivize it for them. Give them a discount or give them a free item or some sort of like gift bag or something. Have some wine. Have some wine, have yeah. some, you know, nibbles or something. But, you know, the people that you know, know your store and know you and that you feel comfortable, like do this like after you shut down, maybe close early one night or something and have like a VIP night. Well, a, local, a local store did that and they asked me to come. This is when they first opened up. 
and based because they've seen all the different shops and different things I've been a part of helping get going. And all he had, he's like, can you please help me with this? We just can't figure out this new space is four times bigger than the space we had prior. How do you think the layout should be? And, you know, I gave him my two cents and some of the, some of the stuff they didn't listen to and some stuff they did. And that's fine. I, you know, I wasn't there to have, it wasn't my store. They need to have their flavor. And you have to own it in a sense too. You have to be believable because you're the one that's going to be interacting with customers. So, you know, you have to have things that you're committed to. Yeah. Yeah. And I learned that from my dad, you know. And all I got was beer, <laughs> which was fine. I didn't need anything else. I used to watch my dad. My dad would win awards for merchandising because he worked in retail. And um, I would watch him create end caps. I'm sure most of you are familiar with an end cap. When you're in a CVS or a dollar store, they have end caps, which are, they cap the ends of an aisle, usually the, the midpoint of an aisle. And they have a lot of bestsellers there, seasonal items. And I saw him do that a lot and kind of highlight Sometimes he'd go against the planogram that they'd give him, but he'd put the items there that he thought were people were really buying and, and selling well. And Like the plungers at the front. Oh, yeah. And the lip balm. <laughs> like Shit's Creek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm David for sure in that moment. But, um, yeah, that's, that's really all I have for that topic. Give it a go. Low risk, potentially high reward. Yeah. And it's a inexpensive way to make it look like you have new inventory. Okay. Um, I think the food's going to be here soon. So I'm going to do the patron program reads now. We have a new patron, a non-ad patron. Um, we have our patron's name is CJ. Calljanny.com. That's C-A-L-L-J-A-N-N-I-E.com. Thank you, CJ, for your patronage. Um, they have an online resale business located in the Bay Area offering modern and vintage fashion home decor and collectibles. Um, they do not have a burning question for you, Art. Um, but you told me we have a different Oh, one. here. Do you want to grab the food? Should I grab it? Okay, sorry about that. Needed to grab our food, use the restroom. I'm back. Going back to our new patron, CJ. Um, they didn't have a burning question for Art, but... Um, she said, I would love to hear more of your retail stories from the road and around the warehouse, the good and the bad stuff, etc. So do you have any stories you could think of? A hundred. <laughs> a hundred from the road, a hundred from the Rose Bowl, uh, from the warehouse. Yeah. Um, retail stories? Um, from the road, yeah. So like thrifting and stuff like that, I think is what they mean. Oh, we have a great story. Uh, one time, me and my brother were, uh, I flew into, he used to live in Atlanta. So I flew into Atlanta, and then me and him drove to Alabama uh, buying cowboy boots and stopping it at every single saver you could think of. And my brother has a way of getting into places where you're you're not supposed to go into, and, and he just kind of, I don't want to say he's pushy. He He's pushy in a nice way where you're like, okay. He's kind of like that kid, the neighbor's kid that comes over and he sits at your breakfast table. And well, you really, the way he talks. He sounds yeah. like he's high all the time. Well, he just, he's a very calm voice hey. like you. Hey. Well, he's no, never, I don't sound like that. Yeah, you sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless somebody puts the wrong color shirt in the wrong place. Then you snap. You messed up my rainbow. 
Yeah, well, people have been really rude, so. Well. Yeah. Go me, ahead, continue. So we would, you know, we're buying boots. So Roth recognized somebody he would be buying. Wait, is this the guy with the goats? Yeah. You already told that story. Where we fell through the. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you've already told the goat story. Here, how about this? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Art already told the goat story about the goat herder. He wasn't a goat herder. He, he had said goats. Something, he said something about, what, what's one of his lines? I don't know. I think you already told this one. Why don't you tell the one about, oh, wait, no. I just had one in my head. I can't remember what it was. Where his balls fell out on the airplane and pretty much they're right in my face. Your brothers? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. He did a freaking Captain Morgan trying to stretch after a flight. And I'm sitting in the middle seat. He gets up and does a Captain Morgan. And he had run out of underwear. And I am and I turn and Mr. Winky's looking right at me. Ew. Ow, ow, what ow, ow. kind of shorts did he have on? Too short, obviously. Oh, my I, God. Oh, I hit him. I said, an Armenian, yeah, I yelled at him. <laughs> and he couldn't stop laughing. Was somebody on the window seat? Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank God he didn't stretch toward them. Oh, I'm sure he saw it, too. Oh, it was a dude? Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, not a pretty sight. Do we have any good stories that we've never shared? Probably so many that we just haven't even. Yeah reflected upon it exactly how about we do a whole episode of just funny stories we that should. way that way yeah. we'll be more prepared yeah and then we can make a we can make a list that way it gives us like two oh like top 10 two weeks to prepare th- yeah that'd be fun <laughs> but no you did tell the story about the goats the what, what part of the story did i tell him the Go goats ahead. chasing him <laughs> no that's not what i'm talking about so the motor homeless guy kept on the property and then we were going inside his closet, getting the boots out of his closet, and then t- took a wrong step that he warned us about and fell through it. And Roth's head basically is half his body's above the floor. So and the nasty. other Oh, I was dying. So, yeah, we've, we've had lots of fun stories. That was one of the most amazing trips. He almost blew himself up uh, <laughs> throwing these people along the Tennessee River. We went up into Tennessee, uh, Tennessee, Alabama border, and these people just were, they had like a shoe store, and so they decided to, and we were, we bought like three, four hundred pairs of boots, and we are doing all the shipping there, and they decided, hey, you know, you, you guys are good fellas, let me get you some uh, catfish. So they went and got fresh caught catfish, and man, we couldn't stop laughing because people... They're telling us people wait eight o'clock in the morning to have this catfish. They fry it. Yeah, mm. because it's that good, and especially on the day they have the all-you-can-eat catfish. Forget about it. You're not going unless you have somebody standing in line for you. So it's great catfish. Next, thing you know, I'm like, hey, where's the trash can? He goes, oh, just throw it in a pile. The trash we get taken care of shortly. I'm like, okay. Next thing you know, he starts spraying lighter fluid on it and he oh just burns it and they're throwing throwing paint cans you oh, name it no. and, and all of a sudden this one i was gonna say just, well fish i guess that's kind of organic in a way but no, no this was no, a no, big no. pile of stuff and next thing you know like one of the spray cans goes flying up like a rocket you should have seen Ralph <laughs> dive he dove oh because oh. well, yeah because you guys yeah beirut uh <laughs> ptsd yeah reminded oh, him ah back home so we've had some adventures with my dad too my dad was always hilarious with customers some of the moments 
that him and my brother have had where I couldn't take it. My dad, he, you shouldn't play poker. Well, you could play poker with him because he's going to laugh. He's got a face where you know what he's thinking, very much like you. Yeah. Yeah. No poker face. No. Um, cookies. Cookies. <laughs> okay. Well, so thank you. I'll do a better job of stories next time. Well, it just it was a suggestion. There's just so many. And and CJ, if you have a burning question in the future, you can always ask one. Um, okay. So our patron program, we have our $5 level. And if you want to investigate the patron program, you can do so at patron.podbean.com slash podcast. And we have our $5 level. You get an on-air shout out for yourself or for your business. You get to ask our a burning question and you get two bonus episodes a month. We have our $20 level, which is the ad level, 30 to 60 second ad featured twice a month as we are a bi-weekly uh, podcast. And then we have our $25 level, which is all the benefits of the $5 level. And you also get uh, text mentoring with me via the Nudge app. And there are three spots available there right now. Our former mentoring levels are now obsolete. You can purchase mentor sessions through the website. And because I have shop pay set up on the website, you can do payment installations there. You don't have to pay everything in a lump sum. So, Oh, that's handy. Yeah, if you wanted to buy the $300 package of six sessions, you can pay in um, increments via shop pay. So, And that is my best vintage life podcast.com for the video call mentor sessions. And then the five twenty and $25 levels are available at patron.podbean.com slash my best vintage life podcast. Thank you so much for your continued patronage. Hoping to get some new patrons between now and the next episode. Um, and keep on chugging away. Okay. Our last, last little mini topic here is out of sight, out of mind. I think this applies to everyone and it's something that I've been doing at home and was a suggestion that I made to art. I think um, whether it's your vintage inventory or your vintage collection, whatever it may be, um, we really tend to tuck clothes away, whether it's in drawers or cubbies or Rubbermaid containers, whatever it may be. And I can't tell you how much um, when something's hidden and it's not in your sight line and you're not seeing it every day, you're not going to wear it. You're going to forget you have it. So this is something that I've been doing. Basically, I treat my drawers like out of season storage. So like right now I'm putting most of my sweatshirts. Obviously, keep in mind, we're in Fresno. I don't have a lot of heavy sweaters. I have a lot of sweatshirts, sweatshirts, sweatpants, um, thermals heavier long sleeves I'm putting those into my drawers now so my drawers in my dressers are becoming like seasonal storage it's better to have them in a drawer where they're open and breathing than it is to have them in bags have them in plastic containers you know there's a lot of chemicals in those plastic containers it's more breathable and I'm putting all of my spring and summer items on hangers in my closet where I can see them now I know everybody has different size closets different size rooms different size dressers etc but I really think it's great, not only just for your personal wardrobe and for your vintage wardrobe, but for your vintage business to really have an idea of what you have and to have as much, especially when it comes to seasonality, have as much of your inventory out as possible. I'm not saying you have to have it on the floor 
at your shop or you have to have it on the floor in your space at a flea market, whatever it may be. But you need to know what you have to capitalize on it and make a profit at the right and time. to capitalize on your wardrobe and, and, and wear fun things. You know, I can't tell you how many things I've seen in the last two weekends. I've been doing this with my, my closet where I'm like, Oh my God, like I've just, I've been more happy with my outfits and the way I look and the way I'm dressing. So it's just a suggestion. That's a good positive thing. And then for, you know, almost like a inventory review, you know, take, take a little bit of time out and just kind of see what you have, if it's feasible. You know, I, with us, it's, it's so, so much stuff gets put away because it's not the flavor of the month or it's not, not the hide item. And sometimes, you know, the buys come in so quick in terms of the amount and then the frequency that even though I think I'm organized, it's it's not as organized as I could be. And there's always room for improvement. You know, perfect example is did a buy a couple of years ago, separated out denim jackets, denim pants from it. Uh, anything that was a certain type of Levi's jacket, which was two pockets, I boxed up, put away and labeled them two pocket. And then anything that was four pocket, I had to order immediately for that time. So that I got shipped. So that was two and a half years ago. So recently order came in for two pocket, all the two pocket Levi's jackets I had. So I'm going through these two pockets and I'm finding, you know, big ease, which I need for a different order. And I'm like, here I am buying biggie jackets all over the country, paying, you know, a premium for them so I can have them for a specific order. And I found, I literally found 32 pieces that were sitting in a box that I had labeled correctly, but not specifically, you know, so lesson learned. Well, I think we're on a much different scale. I'm talking about people that are more on like a smaller personal oh, scale. Oh, even how about this? Okay, look what I brought in today. The 1981 Rolling Stone shirt. Okay, belonged to me. You've never seen it on me. I used to wear it to the Rose Bowl all the time. It's a cool one. I loved it because it was a Screen Stars double XL, which has really it fit me. <laughs> it, I, it might fit me still. But no. the point is, that was in my sock drawer. And I had gotten down to my last socks. I'm like, what is this shirt in here? And it was folded inside out. So I pull it out. I'm like, Man, I haven't seen this in exactly. This. Yeah, you didn't that's know what I'm saying. You had it. Didn't know I had it because I kept putting socks on top of it and thinking it was just an undershirt. And the one area where this is really great and being helpful is if you're on. I mean, I don't know. I, I doubt anybody listening to this has like a massive, massive closet system, like a celebrity closet system. This is the first time in my life I've had a walk-in closet, and I only try to use one side of it. And um, I am like, you know what? I'm limited on space and I don't think you deserve space in my closet. I'm going to sell you, you know, and that's really great. I mean, you learn what you need and what you don't, especially when it comes to seasonality. It's like you have, let's say, okay, for example, I just did the stuff in my closet, right? It's April 1st. If by October 1st, six months from now, I haven't worn it something in there. In my opinion, I know it used to be like your rule of thumb was a year, but like I'm cutthroat. No, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm selling it. I'm selling it's it. It's uncanny. Once you bring it here and you put it on a rack, how fast it sells. That's what blows my mind. It's like yeah. my mom has that same touch. Like anything she would fix, touch, I bring. it with good energy. I'd see if. You don't make fun of my mom, girl. 
<laughs> Making fun of her? You always I laugh. I, I love it. my impression of her. Well, it's April Fool's. Relax. Oh, Relax. I'm hungry. Obviously. Um, but good news. We're talking about, you know, closet organization and spring cleaning and all this stuff. I'm developing a uh, linen spray. What do you mean? I'm developing a linen spray. Your own? Yes. Blend? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have the bottles. I have the funnel. I, uh, the oils come today. I can give you a lab coat. Um, it's not that technical. Oh. It's really, it's nothing special. You know? It will be when you're done with it. Well, the fifth, yes, the final product, but putting it together really can isn't I that name hard. It? Um, I was thinking like Eau de Art. I don't know. I, if you have any name suggestions, let us know. And I bought... Um, Brisk Walk. You know, like when you used to go to the mall and you get like the little piece of paper. Like I loved doing that when I was a kid. I'd, I'd spray all the expensive perfumes on papers and then I'd collect them and take them home. Um, I got those little papers, the test strips. Okay. So I can uh, mail them to people just via like letter mail and you can... That's like a low um risk way to see if you like the scent or not if you'd like to invest in it for your store because i want to sell them wholesale and retail it's amazing i love it yeah so the, the the main goal is to have something that's a deterrent to have some scents in there that are pest deterrents but also to make sure it smells good can you make me like an industrial five gallon so we can go out there and spray <laughs> <laughs> Well, some of the stuff they have in like industrial vats that you can buy the oils, but I'm buying some very specific things. I'm, I'm just like, you know, what's, let me see, Roman chamomile. Uh, (laughs) As opposed to Grecian chamomile. It's very expensive. It's very chic, you know. It's very chic, you know. Are you a designer or what? French. (laughs) I think that's all we have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. It's time to go eat. In the meantime, stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy, be kind, and don't be basic. Don't be basic. Bye.